Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is The Hook Rocks, and I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to the show today. We always appreciate it. Don't forget to write us a review. Reviews are very important to The Hook Rocks, as well as any other podcast. So please uh, take the time to let us know what you think. We do appreciate it. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the official podcast platform for Metallica. They have their podcast on our platform, too, as well. So please check that out, as well as the many other music-related podcasts that are on the site. You can visit them at PantheonPodcast.com, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Pantheon Pods. You can do the same with The Hook Rocks and search up The Hook Rocks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We had some great episodes recently. We just welcomed Wendy Dio, the wife of the legendary Ronnie James Dio talking about the documentary Dreamers Never Die. 
We also welcomed Chris Voss from the record company. We discussed the legendary Jimmy Page with Luthier Mike Longacre from my, at Mike's Guitar Parlor in Hermosa Beach, California, as well as celebrating our 500th episode with Dax Nielsen of Cheap Trick and our four-year anniversary with Nita Strauss, the great guitar player from Alice Cooper. And some other awesome shows along the way this year, Kip Winger, George Lynch, Rick Nielsen, a cheap trick, and many others. So please give them a chance and uh, please give them a listen on those shows. We do have a very special guest. I'm going to see later today when this is being filmed because I'm going to be attending their show at Reggie's downtown Chicago. It's a great place for a rock show. It's a band that I've been wanting to see for several years, a band that I've had on the show and discussed a lot over the years. It's one of my one of my favorite bands. One of the bands that motivated me to start this podcast and showcase new music from around the globe. And the band is 1000 Mods. And my guest is the return of the drummer, Ladros G. What's happening, man? How are you? Hello, Jay. Uh, thanks for having us again. And uh, I'm feeling really, really... Let's say, I, I cannot believe that you were saying all these great names of rock and roll from the last four decades, and now you are talking about us. Sounds kind of crazy, you know, for us. But uh, yeah, you find me now in our bandwagon. Uh, we are heading to Regis, and uh, we cannot uh, wait for tonight's show. It's so good to be back in Chicago after five years. You know, I am so excited for this show. Um, I've been wanting to see you guys live for for so many years. And um, when I saw the, the, the Reggie's post about you guys coming, I'm like, I got to be there. I got to be at this show. Because you guys have just, I mean, out of the bands that have come from Greece, which is where you guys are from, um, 1,000 Mods, it's like, the top of the food chain. Great band. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Really appreciate it. And, you know, with all those names I just mentioned, you guys are very deserving of spotlight and very deserving of the attention. There needs to be more attention on 1,000 months. And, uh, man, I can't believe after all these years, I'm finally going to get to see you. <clears throat> I, I believe and hope that you are not going to be disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm sure I won't. How's the tour been going? Uh, we have been already on the road almost for 20 days. And uh, actually, we started around the 6th of uh, September. And we have played like something like 15 shows, 16 shows. Uh, we are really lucky. Uh, as I mentioned before, that we have a, a bigger vehicle this time to travel. So we get much more sleep <laughs> during the tour uh, because, you know, the distances in USA, they are like enormous and it's not easy for a band to play every day and uh, travel so, so many miles per day. So this is one of the, the, the reasons that it's so smooth so far. Uh, regarding the gigs, we have had some great gigs uh, in, U in USA and in Canada, uh, actually the, ca the Canadian gigs were like out of our expectations. So many people, so really 
kind and the energetic crowds. Uh, our appearance at Bezerfest New York was one of the highlights so far, for sure. And uh, now we have been traveling uh, Midwest the last week, playing in some completely new cities for us, but uh, we had some really warm welcoming and uh, met some really nice people that took really, really good care of us. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, it's hard to believe that Youth of Descent came out in 2020, been almost four years. Obviously, the pandemic hit and everybody kind of had to put things on pause. I know you you had plans to originally tour the U.S. shortly after the album release. I know you recorded the album in Seattle. What's it like finally returning after all these years to the United States? To be completely honest, uh, as most of uh, musicians, but also most of humans, uh, we got really uh, fucked up by, by the pandemic. Uh, we were supposed to, as you mentioned, we were supposed to come uh, in the autumn of 2020. Uh, we recorded like uh, October and November of 2019 uh, in Seattle. And uh, the plan was uh, to release the album in spring of 2020 and uh, visit USA for an extended tour around around September, October 2020. Of course, all these uh, all these plans were cancelled. We cancelled more than 100 shows for 2020 and uh, the touring around uh, the release of uh, Youth of Descent. And uh, we felt, at this point, we felt li- like uh, touring is never going to be to come back as it, as it used to be. Uh, for the first maybe two, first two years pandemic, no one was sure how the music industry will continue, and especially in the underground level that we belong. I mean, uh, many bands quit, many band members have to find uh, completely different jobs just to survive, you know? So uh, the first two years of pandemic felt for many of us that something completely different will come. Fortunately, that was not the case. Uh, people uh, since last year are getting back uh, and uh, really want to visit, to, to attend a live show. They, they really missed the feeling and uh, the energy of a live show. So we, we have been touring constantly uh, since uh, April 2022. And uh, now we are uh, in Europe and Greece, of course. And now we are really, really happy to be back in USA and North America in general. And uh, that's why we planned a, a so big, massive tour with around 45 dates in uh, USA, Canada, and Mexico. How hard is it for a band like 1000 Mods to plan a tour like this, 45 dates, in coming over from Europe? It's extremely difficult. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, U.S. government uh, has, been making even, has been making it even more difficult uh, for musicians uh, from uh, abroad. Uh, the, visas, the, music, the, the visas that you need to acquire as a musician to be able to perform here have become even more expensive and even more difficult to get them. It 
it's our third time that we get a musician's visa in the in USA, and still it was more difficult than the previous times, which doesn't make any sense as we are the same persons, the same people that had already had two visas, you know. And uh, of course, uh, the gods are getting out of, of our minds. I mean, uh, from uh, air tickets to renting a bus wagon to to put fuel every day, you know, and uh, travel and uh, all these costs are, I think, it, are getting it really, really more difficult uh, for other ground bands to just try and uh, cross the Atlantic and perform here. So, in my mind, is uh, my, th my thoughts are that uh, less and less uh, smaller bands will be able in the future to come and play in USA, unfortunately. Yeah, that seems to be the trend over the last few years. And you know, we, we all deal with the rising costs here in America, especially with fuel and, of course, you know, hotels and food have become very expensive. So, yeah, I feel it. But speak to the or, or what do you mean when it when it when you say it's more difficult to get a visa for a plane for for touring? What are some of the differences as to touring in the past? Like, what are some of those those challenges that never existed before? Uh, actually, we we were quite questioned about everything possible that comes in mind. We had to write letters why we want our sound engineer, why we need our tour manager, what have we accomplished in the past that makes us a bad that should tour USA and stuff like that. And uh, although we started the whole procedure procedure really, really early to be able to, you know, to have everything ready for uh, for our visas to be granted, they even made us pay double the money uh, to have premium uh, procedure and uh, make things work faster. So it's the cost for a band that it's hard in making a living, living out of it. It's like... Uh, Actually, it's a cost that a band cannot uh, make, uh, let's say, so much, so much money on tour that can uh, handle this cost. Wow. And, all, and all these costs are on top, of course, of the everyday touring life, having to pay for a van, having to pay for a driver, having to pay for crew, etc., etc. I think that's uh, that's interesting because you know you guys have toured and done this before. You think it would be easier and, exactly. and, and, and easier to navigate through this process. And this is the main reason uh, why. Uh, actually, there were two reasons why this is such an extended and massive tour. Uh, the first reason was that we were booked both for a desert fest in New York and for Levitation Texas. Uh, which one happens in the beginning of September and the other happens by the end of October. So we had to tour all, all around these dates. But also, uh, financial-wise, it doesn't make any cost, uh, any, any, it doesn't make any sense to tour with, with less dates if you want to get break-even. How has the reception been for you guys on this tour with the crowds and the venues that you're playing? The, the crowds, uh, as, as I mentioned, in Canada were much, much bigger. And uh, in USA, because so far we have played 
mostly cities that was our first time there. It's uh, it was really really better than we expected, you know. But still, uh, in this underground style of music, and uh, unfortunately in USA, rock and roll is kind of dying the last years. But still, it's better than we expected. Well, I think the show tonight in Chicago is sold out. No, no, it's not sold out, but it's going to be packed. Yeah, I think it's near capacity if it's not sold out. Hopefully, hopefully. Man. I am so pumped for this show. Like, I am totally excited. So, as far as the album Youth of Descent, what's it like to finally start playing these shows? Obviously, you've been playing them and europe and all that stuff but what's it finally like to start playing these shows outside of europe and, and seeing the connection it has with fans actually uh, our band was always in this kind of mentality when we recorded that album and released it the first thing that we that that we did every time was get on the road and bring this uh, this new album live to our fans because we believe that our music is meant to play it live. I mean, it's for us. It's the best way to to live and uh, and have and actually listen to our music. Like, uh, the stage is where most of uh, our songs make more sense. Uh, so uh, since last year, as you mentioned, in Europe, but, but also now for the first time in America, uh, we love that to see people. Uh, come and let, and and uh, and say and uh, tell us that they now they get it, you know. After they listen it also live, they get it more because this is the way that we like to write music and we like to experience music as well. That's so true because when I see live footage of the band, music translates so much better live because there's so much energy. And, and, and you get that energy on the studio albums, but that energy is like is out of control in a live show. It's so, exactly. it's so amazing, and that's why I'm so excited to see you guys tonight. Because man, it, it, it is it is going to be crazy. Exactly, man. Totally, totally agree with you. You know, there's been a change in the band in terms of sound from the first album to Youth of Descent. I think we talked about it when the album first came out, but the band seems to be evolving from album to album. And, you know, the, the songs on this were a little bit more Foo Fighter-ish on this album than maybe previous album, or maybe songs on, on previous albums. How, how did the band accept that evolution? Because coming from what you guys were to now, it's, it's almost like it's two different bands. Uh, I, I will disagree about the two different bands, but in uh, in general, uh, what we do at every album is that uh, actually we get the feeling, the mindset, and uh, the ideas that we have around the time that we record the album. Uh, except Super Vacation, that uh, had uh, many songs for li from like the four or five years before we recorded, uh, all the other albums uh, were exactly the mentality and the ideas the last year before we recorded. So this is what we we don't want to be 
we want to be real and we want to we don't want to be in a, let's say making what the fans we love we want to express ourselves and uh, record the music that we feel like playing at this point of our lives and uh, this is what has happened with all our albums and uh, about the, the last one we when we started the pre-production we realized that all our ideas and sounds resemble a lot to the Seattle Grants era and that's the main reason we we contact uh, Matt Bales and uh, the producer that has worked already with uh, a lot of bands that we love and uh, we decided to to travel to Seattle in order to record this album and uh, especially do it at, at two really legendary albums, uh, two really legendary studios uh, that a lot of the albums that we were growing up listening to were recorded there. You know, when I when I when I say it sounds like two different bands, it's it's the natural progression of evolution, right? How has the band, with the evolution of your sound, from slowly first developed? How have you guys embraced it? Is it just the natural being musicians and just you know listening to music and, and growing and getting older, or is it something else? I think it's uh, for sure this plays a big role in uh, every musician's evolution. As you grow older and get more experience, uh, first of all, you who have been touring a lot, who have uh, played with amazing bands, have seen so so many good musicians on and off stage, how they work, how they produce music, and uh, of course we we try to still evolve also in our playing. Everybody tries to practice more, to to have a different approach to to his instrument and different approach of composing or whatever. I mean, evolution is something that if if it doesn't happen to an artist, it's like uh, you know the biggest mistake that that can happen. So yeah, uh, and and of course all the all the bands that you mentioned and all this kind of uh, sound was always in our influences since we were listening to this kind of music from our really really young age. Like from children, we could listen to all this grand explosion and uh, all this all this era and scene. So it was like uh, something that came physical. I mean, like completely natural to us. As you guys are, you know, are, are touring the North America right now, in a crowd, waiting to see you play. What's next for you guys? Is there is there more new music once you guys are done with this? Is the plan to go record in Seattle again or somewhere else? What what do you guys envision? What's the plan for One Thousand Mod? The the ideal plan has not. The ideal plan is to record new music by by the beginning of next year. But you know, it's nothing written on stone right now. But for sure, it will happen in the next months. And uh, as as I see it right now, it, it's not going to be again in uh, U.S. soil. Maybe back in Greece or whatever. When you guys think of this album, Youth of Descent, you're still playing out three and a half later, or whenever. Is there rejuvenation with you guys of 
you guys have played it in Europe. You've played it, I'm sure, in Greece, obviously. But now you're playing U.S. crowds. You know, does, does this album keep being rejuvenated by all of you, by the different crowds and the different places you're playing at? Uh, we feel exactly like this. The, the only problem is that uh, most of the shows have uh, a lot of bands, so our sets are getting uh, smaller. So it's not easy, you know, to play as many songs as we want and should play. And of course, because most of these fans, it's not easy for them to see us, you know, really often as some fans in Greece or Europe can see us twice or three times per, per year. So we, you know, we try not to disappoint everyone and keep the set list full of songs from every album. Uh, so it's this gets much, much more difficult. Not having, you know, one hour and a half or two hours set list and have, we have also really big songs, you know, length, lengthwise. We have like eight minute songs, nine minute songs. So it's not easy to put all the songs that you want in uh, every night set list. How difficult is that to choose? Like, how, do, you, do you do the same set every night? Is it different? Uh, depends, of course, but, uh, how much time we have per show. But usually, like, 80% of the set list is, like, uh, same every night, and we choose some songs depending on the mood or on the time that we have available. You guys have been doing this for a while, obviously, you know, with, with the success uh, that you've had and being able to tour North America. From the band that, you know, that first started years ago to now, what do you feel the biggest change within the band has been? For sure, uh, the biggest uh, change is that uh, something that we that it was just for uh, you know out of love of music and the hobby and the hobby, it uh, turned out to be a full time job. And when I say full time job, it's not only about playing music, rehearsing, recording, and playing live, but also having to do all the things around, like logistics, arrangements, uh, visas, for example, etc. I think this is the, the main thing that as year pass, the more, the more uh, energy has to be consumed to do all these things. How long are you in, in Chicago for? Uh, just for today. <laughs> Yesterday we played uh, in uh, Minneapolis, uh, and uh, we are coming through Midwest. We went up to Minneapolis. We are going back. Uh, we're, we just came back to Chicago, and uh, tomorrow on we travel to Kansas City. How much does a tour like this inspire new music? I think that uh, it, it has uh, two sides. One one side is that you get in in a show. Uh, a marmot day, you know, every day it's uh, the same thing that uh, sometimes can uh, you can lose your mind. But uh, on the other side, uh, you see so much different places and you talk with so many different people playing with different local bands and uh, uh, maybe you can visit music stores around or uh, record store uh, places, etc., that for sure there there are a lot of things to stimulate our brains and bring more more things uh, in our music. 
it's too bad you don't have enough time to go to Chicago Music Exchange. For sure. <laughs> At the other, uh, on the other hand, it's, it's better for our uh, uh, budget. <laughs> when you walk in there, it's like you're like a, it's like a toy store. <laughs> we we even avoid to stop uh, to we stopped already to to Sweetwater, of course, to a lot of guitar centers, etc. And we. We try to avoid because we are addicted to gear, as most of the musicians. So it's really easy to to start buying things without a reason. Yeah, right. How long is your set tonight in Chicago? I think it's going to be around uh, 80 to 90 minutes. Hopefully, hopefully. I, there are five bands on the bill, but I think we will have enough time to play a good set. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Now, are these bands that you've been playing with throughout, or is this just specific to Chicago? Uh, we, uh, for the whole tour, we have three different uh, support packages. On the first run, uh, just for uh, one week, we were with Freedom Hawk from Virginia. Great band and great guys. Now we are uh, for 10 days with uh, Valley of the Sun and Wizard from Montana. Uh, actually, this tonight in Chicago is going to be our last show with them. And from Kansas, Kansas City on, uh, we will uh, meet uh, The Well from Austin, which are really good friends and have toured already with them in uh, Europe. So these are the main supports of the tour. But for tonight in uh, Chicago, except uh, aside from Valley of the Sun and The Wizard, we have also two local supports. Awesome. Awesome. Reggie's is a great place. You guys have played there before, right? Yeah, but unfortunately, last time was in the small place, as there was another gig happening in the big in the big uh, states. Now we finally play at the proper states. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great room. It's a really good room. The big stage is really cool. I've seen a lot of bands. Hospitality. And the hospitality is great. Yeah. But what has been some of the highlights in North America? Is there any shows that stand out so far? Uh, 
for sure, uh, New York desert, desert New York was amazing and uh, full of people and uh, really energetic crowd and uh, amazing bands who have were really lucky to share again the stage with uh, Color Haze and Monster Magnet, some of the bands that we were growing up listening to, you know, even before we formed the band. Uh, and also have played in two amazing and completely different venues that we used to. Uh, one is West Side Bowl in uh, in Ohio, which is actually a bowling center that does also uh, gigs. And the guys there had were amazing in every way, uh, hospitality-wise, technical-wise, promotion-wise. They, I mean, they do a really, really good job. And the other amazing venue that we played was a Stone Church in Vermont, which is actually a, a church. And it was the first time in our lives playing inside the church. And uh, also the vibe and the hospitality was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of places that have kind of popped up over the years in the U.S. that are Point Alley Park stage. I think of Brooklyn Bowl, which is in Nashville, and also, I think they have one in New York. And I think the other one is Eastside Bowl in, in Nashville, too, as well, where, you know, you can go bowling and also go catch a show, which is kind of a unique thing. It's it's really cool. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, for, for me, it's a really nice way to bring also people that are not in this kind of music. Maybe they will just like to go for bowling and then realize that, this music is really good and, you know, turn themselves to be new listeners and uh, enjoy a night with a heavy band, you know. How has the band, or what makes the band better now than the last time you toured the U.S.? I think we, for sure, we have uh, matured a little bit. Uh, and uh, for sure, have been, uh, all of us have been become better in our uh, you know, craft and uh, instruments and whatever, and uh, we are really on a, on almost one year and a half uh, of touring, and uh, I think we are in a in a good uh, you know position of uh, performing. Yeah, touring will do that, man. It makes the band tighter. It makes the band seem a lot more less than you know when you first start out do you do you how much of a difference is there from when you first started playing to now i mean it's uh, of, of course you mean in the beginning of the tour in of of of, of 1000 miles <laughs> that's like not even day and night cannot describe that <laughs> it's much more i can i cannot find the words to describe it <laughs> When you think of where you guys started out to now, and you think of how much band has improved, musically, performance-wise, all that stuff, has thousand mods reached their limit with that? There's still room for you guys to keep pushing forward. Exactly. This is our main mindset, and uh, I think this should be the the main mindset for all artists not only musicians because i think when you feel like that 
you have reached something, a level, or achieved something, or, or that you are, you know, uh, the best in your craft or whatever, then you are dead. <laughs> I mean, you, you have, uh, it's, the, there is always room for progress, there is always room for evolution, and uh, this is the mindset that can push you forward. How do you guys find that? It's not easy at all, for sure, and uh, it, it's also psychologically really difficult because you are so many uh, months away from home. You are so many months without, uh, you know, privacy, uh, not personal time or whatever. But at the same time, the love for uh, music and uh, the love for uh, live music and performing and wanting to be all around the world, meet people that love and do the same thing that you love. I think this is the main factor. Yeah, it's all about experience, right? I mean, the more things you experience, that all goes into that mindset creating. And whether you want it to happen or not, because of those experiences, you automatically evolve. You're automatically evolving just by what you do and who you are and what you experience. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. After all these, after all this time, right? I mean, and that's like, you know, what I meant before also when I said, you know, it may sound like a different band because you have this ear, you're listening to what you sound like on the last album and then the evolution previous on the album before that and so on. And then this has been the longest period since at least because of the pandemic and because of all that. So there's going to even be more of an evolution, I think, with the band when you guys do sit down and start creating. That has to be it has to be exciting and it also has to be you know, there's a curiosity there and it has <laughs> For to be some worry like, man, what what what's it going to be like when we do that? But it, it's it's gotta be amazing. Yeah, look, we have already started and uh, do some, uh, you know, uh, composing and uh, rehearsing, etc. And uh, but for sure, all this experience, as you mentioned, uh, get back to this uh, thing and uh, go. You can move you to a different path or different place that you would never expect that would come. It's awesome. As a fan of 1000 mods, I am I am here for it. I am waiting for it. <laughs> and from the first album to the last album, everything in between, it's one of the best underground bands that people have not heard of. And for anyone checking out this episode, I encourage you to go check out their music. It is to me it's very Black Sabbath influenced for sure. <laughs> To Soundgarden, to Chain Fighters, been a, a, a great evolution of the band. And I think if you start with their first album to, to their to Youth of Descent, you will really enjoy the ride. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, I will see you in a few hours, my man. Yeah, man. And I I already listened to the other guys uh, unloading the van. I'm lucky that I'm doing the interview, but. Probably I have to help them a little bit as well. Absolutely. Well, go help your mates. We'll see you in hours. Thanks again. Would love to have a beer with you, man, before or after the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll come by and, and shake your hand.
Perfect, man. See you in a bit. Cheers. Right, cheers. Everyone, that's Fabros G from 1000 Mods. I am Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for listening. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.